I probably didn't deal with the miscarriages in sort of any way. I just got on with life. I used to have a few drinks with the lads. I remember going to, to London. I ended up in a little bit of a ruck with my best mate. Oh, really? Yeah. It's embarrassing to look back on now. And I'm just, we just looked at each other and we just, I just said, I was just glad it was you. Not, we didn't punch each other. We just mm. had a little bit of a, a scuffle. And I just thought, <laughs> not, not that you don't want your mates to be a, your punch bag or whatever, but that's how poorly I dealt with it. Right, welcome along. This is the Still Parents podcast. It is episode five. Sorry, it is series five, episode two. Should we start again? See, I, I can't count past ten. <laughs> it's series five, episode two. Good start. Well done, Dan. Welcome along. We are live at Mill Street Studios in Leamington Spa. Yeah, my name is Dan Kelly. I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. If you're listening back through the, the non-live version, it'll be about 40, 45 minutes, and you can take in and listen back to any of the episodes that we've done so far. Uh, and yeah, we'd love you to uh, to do that. And you can follow our socials too, which is Still Parents Podcast on Instagram. Evening, Ryan Jackson from the Lily May Foundation. How are you, sir? I'm very well, Daniel Kelly. Thank you very much. <laughs> you have to tell us though about your peeling head. Yeah, yeah. So um, we we had a football tournament. It was yeah last weekend actually. It was last Saturday. And you know, like when you get stealth sunshine, it was one of those. It didn't feel as warm as it actually was. Yeah. And I've been a bold guy for. Wow, I'm nearly 44, since I was 20, so long enough to know how to look after my head. I've never burnt it before. And yeah, I got <laughs> Until home. last week. Yeah, I got home <laughs> last week, and I was like, my head kills, and it was really, really red. And uh, yeah, Tuesday morning, uh, I woke up, I hadn't seen myself in the mirror yet. Uh, I'd normally try and put that off for as long as possible, if I'm being brutally honest. My eldest daughter, Gabrielle, was 10, she went, Daddy, yeah, why have you got glue on your head? I'm like, you what? And I went and had a look, and my head was peeling. Yeah, it's a proper peel. You know, like when you used to use the—is it the PVC PVA uh, glue? PVA glue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. School, I used to coat my hands in PVA glue just so you could pick it off. Yeah, well, it was yeah, like yeah. that on my head. Yeah, I should have phoned you. That's why I got no GCSEs. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Whitehouse, regular on the podcast. Evening, sir. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. I'm all good, thank you. Yeah. Now this studio gets hot at the best of times and smelly. Yeah, and that's just normally when there's us three in here that we've heard so far. <laughs> We've actually got two um, extra guests with us this week. One that you know very well. He's been on the show a few times now, made his first appearance in Series 2. It is Nathan Ellis. Evening, Nathan. How are you? Very well, thank you, Dan. Yeah, you okay? I'm good, mate. Yeah, even better for seeing some good signings coming in at Forest. Uh, Making me excited for the new season, oh, mate. I, when yeah. we beat you twice. I didn't hear Nathan talk about football till they got promoted. No. Oh, no, it's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Nathan is our resident Nottingham Forest fan. It's like the Man City fans, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Win, win something and then all of a sudden they come out of the woodwork. They, they, they actually said that on Five Live yesterday when they were getting some Forest fans on the phone. And one of the, I think it, it was Robbie Savage or Chris Stone. I'm sure it was one of those two. And he went, oh, yeah, all of a sudden they're phoning up. I hadn't heard from one for years. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, <laughs> We'll go quiet again after next season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, welcome along, Nath. Good to have uh, good to have you back. And also joining us tonight is Tom Ford. Welcome along, Tom. How are you? Evening, gents. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. Now, Tom was actually originally um, on to join us a couple of weeks ago. It was the episode where we were uh, we were live, but no one could hear us. So you just saw us our mouths moving for a couple of minutes. So this is that episode. We're trying it again, and so far, so good. So thank you for coming back and. And, um, and and sorry about the first week. You've actually been on holiday in those oh, two yeah, weeks. Cyprus, yes. Um, yeah, Cyprus. good time. Uh, very good, yeah. Wedding, <laughs> yeah, and uh, just about recovered now. All right, excellent. And thank you very much to anyone who's, who's watching live. If you'd like to drop us a question to anybody in the room, then feel free to do so, or just say hello, or whatever it is. You can do that through the chat. If you're listening back to the 
the recorded version, then you can just leave a comment. You can uh, send us a message and we can deal with that on next week's episode because we're actually going to be back next week too. We're we are. We're busy. Yes, we're busy. busy. So yeah, before we get into it, everyone all right? Everyone feel... Ryan's a little bit... Are you hungover today or just tired? I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm not hungover. I knew I'd had a drink, but I'm not hungover. Where'd you go last night? I went to Ibiza Classics at Ragley Hall. Rolling back the years. Reliving my youth. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah. In, the, in the mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> I had my wife on my shoulders. Brilliant. Did um, either of you have a glow stick? Uh, no, but I had, you know that paint stuff you have on your face that glows in the dark? Face paint. Face paint. <laughs> I think that's what it's called, isn't it? Uh, yeah. You know, funny, aren't you? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> Factual. But, yeah. No, but you know... <laughs> All right, the glow in the dark face paint. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, special where you face put those. You, you remember you should go to God's kitchen. Yeah, and you used to have like the the dots on your on your face. So I was I was in touch with my feminine side last. But no, it was good. It was really really good, and I would recommend it to anybody. So here we are tonight. We are going to um, talk about Tom's story. First of all, just tell us a little bit about yourself, Tom. Uh, where you're from? What you what you're up to? What you do for a living? And all, um, all of that. Just imagine you're on blind date, but I'm not Silla. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom Ford, 31, from rugby. Been with my partner now eight years. We have got a child, Mia, who's four, and I'm a car trader. That's what I do. Car and trader. Yeah, trader. We're not a salesman. No, no. Traders. Cause traders. Yeah, we're, not, we're not the dodgy, dodgy types, are we? I thought you said card at the start. I was like, wow, top chumps. Yeah, and then play football. That's my life, football. Yeah, you you played in... Good footballer as well, to be fair. Yeah, you played in the game against... It was Angels United, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was. Just a few weeks ago. Yes, yeah. Did you enjoy that? Uh, yeah, apart from it was baking hot, yeah. It was hot, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Boiling hot, but yeah, yeah, loved it, yeah. It was a good day. So that is us lots, and the reason why we've we've got Tom here, and we're, we're going to hear about his story now, is you've gone through multiple miscarriages. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay, so if you just want to, you know, talk us about when it happened for the first time, how you felt, obviously, and then we'll we'll jump in from there. I'll start it off with a, yeah, go uh, for a semi-funny story, is when uh, Steph first told me she was pregnant. Right. So I was... I was in the bath, and uh, she came in and goes, Tom, I've got something to tell you. I'm pregnant. And instead of me being happy, I turned around and I said, I suggest you go home back to your mum and dad's house. As a, as a reaction, as a... As, and, I, and I went back to my mum's house, and I just cried. Right. That's all I did. I just cried. I cried. I cried. Had you... But I, we- was it a surprise? Or it was a shock. It right, was a shock okay. to me. I didn't know how to deal with it. Rara. And okay. mom, my mum said to me, she goes, what are you crying for? She goes, you've always said to me, if you get with somebody who has a child who the partner's not around, you'll bring it up as your own. Yeah. So this is going to be your own. Right. So, so why are you rational? And, and, and that was it. I instantly changed. So I, I sort of absorbed it. Yeah. Um, we started our journey, but we were booked in for a scan because Steph started um, having some discharge. Now, on the day of the scan, because it was early, that the miscarriage happened then. So, we, so literally... We, I was going home from work to take Steph, yeah. and she, the miscarriage happened there, and then she went upstairs to the toilet and, and sort of... So it, 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 it happened there and then. So how many weeks in was this? It was about 12, oh, was it? Yeah, it was about six, seven weeks okay. in. Um, now, I didn't see what, what, what sort of came out, came out of Steph, but she, 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 she saw it. She managed to mm. save it and, and sort of... We, she took it to the hospital, okay. but she said she could make out it was a baby. Oh, wow. So um, I was quite lucky, in effect, not to see that myself. Yeah. Um, but what they did with it is they, they did send that away, did certain tests on it. It came back. 
it was just one of those things that happened. But we could go to the chapel arrest if we wanted to. So she she she, she did fall pregnant quite quickly after. Um, and there's, there is four different types of miscarriages, and unfortunately, Steph had all four. Uh, the second was an ectopic one, where the sac was growing in a fallopian tube. Now, obviously, it's not going to survive, and she was kept in hospital for that for for that because obviously it was it, it, it can be life threatening. Yeah. How long after the first? Sorry, this is quite soon after the first one you said. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the third one was in August, so the second one was sort of three months after the first. Again, I haven't got exact dates. It's something yeah. we we. St- Semi tried to tried to forget, but on the third one, August 16, that was, so seven months after the first, we got bought in at six weeks because obviously of what's happened. So yeah. she's had an early scan, all going fine. So we were happy. We sort of people say get to 12 weeks and you're in the safe zone. So we've gone to our 12 week scan to find out the baby's actually died, but the sac's still there. The baby's still in the sac. Unfortunately, she needed an operation to remove that. Now on that particular one. I struggled probably the most. And I was, I was in hospital with her, mum and dad were there. And we were football training. I'm sure Nath was in the, in the same team at this time. And her mum and dad went, just go football training. Yeah. Just go. And I was like, okay, I need to, I need my coping me- mechanism, which is it's the gym or football or what have you. So, so I went training. I just said to my manager, look, my partner's in hospital. You know what's happened in the past. It's happened again. If my phone goes off, let me know, I'll go. But if I need to leave, I'll need to leave. And again, she came out came out of that. We did get placed into a professor after that because they were like, this isn't right. Mm. We're both young, we're both healthy. We can't, they can't understand why. We've we been given any sort of indication at the time as no, to... Literally none at all. So it was a they, 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 they couldn't... It was obviously me without, without, without being selfish because Steph could get pregnant. Whether it was carrying boys, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but okay. there, was, there was certain test done she, she, which we never found results out and we were just like mm, are we doing this for our sake or sort of research sake or but then she fell pregnant again the fourth blighted over and that's called where the baby is reabsorbed back into the body okay. but the sac carries on growing right um and again obviously steph had to pass that away fifth time lucky obviously we, to be to be fair on the fourth one the only way we dealt with it was laugh and right. that sounds bad, but we had to laugh because we were just like, it's getting beyond a joke. It's getting comical now because nobody can give us answers. We haven't got answers. She can get pregnant. We're doing. She even had an app. Don't eat these things. Don't drink this. Don't do this. Don't do that. And then during the fifth one where we actually had Mia, that went out the window. She ate what she wanted. She not didn't drink alcohol. She doesn't smoke. Doesn't do drugs. Anything like that. And obviously, so, so and now, the opposite now, of the advice yeah. worked. And now, four years later, we've got Mia running round. But that was that was sort of January sixteen to April seventeen that that, that happened. So it's over like a, only yeah fifteen yeah. month period month period yeah. Spring you in, Matt. After going through all that, then how how did you how did you both cope with with Mia's pregnancy then, or did you just not think, it, just go, we, it, or did you just kind of get your head down and think, well, whatever we, happens? Yeah, it's... we had to get our head down. We had to just just carry on life as as normal. Um, they say try not to fly. We went away on holiday while she was pregnant. I was obviously protective over her, sort of helping her down the stairs, rah rah, step rah rah. Um, but the, I, I guess one of the hardest things throughout of it is 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 you tell. You're excited after that. After processing the first one, you're excited, 
and I told a couple of my best mates, and, yeah. and, and I think the hardest part was saying, unfortunately, she's mm. lost it, mm. because you're going from yeah. cloud nine to the, the lowest you've ever been, yeah. and, and nobody in sort of mine or Steph's family's experienced yeah. it, so it's how they couldn't, we couldn't get help to, how to deal with it. Or how do you deal with it? We've talked about this quite a lot, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. It? We've talked about that, that feeling of going from utter amazement and feeling how you're on top of the world to then falling through the floor and, and, and how you deal with that. Yeah. And, and it's it's interesting how people deal, deal with it differently, don't they? Yeah. Which you you who said it specifically, Matt, that whole thing of the your body's you're not built to well, your deal mind's not, yeah, with it's not, that. It's not, it's not supposed to be something that you're supposed no. to deal with anyway even in the no. first place and, and something you mentioned a moment or two ago tom about i think it was the fourth and you said you just had to laugh yeah that's that's how we had to sort of cope i think it was simon philpot who came on last series when similar thing simon and, and his other half cat and he said it, i think it was on the sixth time where they were the mentality shift was let's just expect it not to work yeah Yes. And I think just as a way of, of, of dealing with it mentally and not getting overexcited. How did your emotions change from dealing with the first one up until the fourth? Were there different ways that you tried to just mentally approach it? The first one, obviously, you don't expect it. You don't, you're not prepared for it and you're probably not with the second. But the, the, the issue, not the issue, a, a bigger issue with ours is they were all, all four were different. Yeah. So I guess when we went for the... The third one, we went for a 12-week scan expecting to see our baby's heartbeat on the screen yeah. and you're not seeing it. And that's the furthest we, 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 we right. got. Um, and I guess we just couldn't... You couldn't prepare... You can't prepare yourself for, 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 for what we went through. But I guess it was just a case of dealing with it. <laughs> Sorry, one sec. Well, Nathan's rearranging the studio. <laughs> We're just moving house in here. <laughs> Carry on, Tom. Yeah, I, I guess it was just, we didn't know how to deal with it and we just crossed that bridge when it came to it. Okay. Um, I mean, we didn't turn to, to, to alcohol. We didn't turn on each other. We didn't turn yeah. to drugs. We didn't, the only thing I guess it did is it knocked my confidence massively. I used to be... Confidence in which way? I used to be quite loud in the room, but that, just took a downward spiral. Yeah, and I which just, is understandable. Yeah, and I just... Not that it was... It shouldn't It shouldn't have affected that because it was between sort of me and Steph. It should maybe have affected our relationship, which it didn't. Yeah. Slowly making my way back from that, is it, I just get get involved with conversation, but I used to s sit back. I used to... Um, more observe. Yeah, more yeah. observe what's going on and more so want to do activities where it involves not just myself. I'd do it with somebody else. Okay just to make me feel more at ease. It was just that, yeah. that, that, that sort of thing, I guess it changed me. I think you can, be, you can start to become scared of your own thoughts and because you constantly question. You're always questioning, why me? Why has this happened? Yeah. What are the reasons behind this? And like you say, un unfortunately, you've gone through different types of miscarriage, i.e. The, you know, the ectopic and, and what have you. And I think what you start to do, especially, and I, I remember when we lost Lily, and I, and I know this is different, obviously, with it being a stillbirth but it's still a loss just like yeah. miscarriages as well because we as soon as you see a, a, a positive pregnancy line everything changes yeah, doesn't it yeah. your whole mind every yeah. the, the purpose of everything changes but i found myself not wanting to be by myself because i was scared of my own thoughts yeah. not because i wanted to harm myself or things like that i was frightened in case i was ever i ever had a thought 
of something which was going to scare yeah. me or a realisation of something that was going to scare me or mm. I'd read something or I'd see something on TV or something like that and yeah. I didn't want to be by myself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you say about seeing something on TV, I, I remember as clear as day. Obviously, they're, they're, they're upsetting times, but you've got to support your partner. She, she's been through it physically. You've been through it emotionally and mentally. I remember being late. Steph was asleep next to me and it come up on, on the TV, the slightest little thing to do with Miss Karen. I just sat there mm. crying. And to be fair, to, to this day, Steph probably doesn't know that. Mm. She probably does she now. She does now. Yeah. But any little trigger of it, if, if I was with people, I'd be able to deal with it. But if, if I was on my own, it would come out. I think when, you, when you're on your own, you, your feelings get amplified, don't they? So, I mean, look, at you can go to the flip side. How often will you laugh at something just because someone else is in the room with you? And if you saw that same thing when you're on your own, mm. yeah, you might you not laugh. That's why I was saying, like, yeah. if, if you're in a room and you see something funny and you laugh, you do a lone lull. That's, that's, that's some funny stuff, that is, right there, if you laugh <laughs> on your own. It's interesting what you said about how it affected your confidence just, just communicating and, and how it almost made you... A, it's like turn down the volume a little bit yeah, on your yeah, personality. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Nathan, Ryan, is that something you can relate to in terms of like how it hit your confidence or the way it maybe altered your personality, um, whether it be for a short period of time or indefinitely? I think it altered my personality, Yeah, definitely. I, I suppose it, it's also a very difficult question to answer because mm. it's like the sliding doors thing, isn't yeah. it? You know, if yeah. you go down the one path, what would I have been like? Would I still be... Yeah, I, I used to question yeah. a lot of things. You know, um, am I able to provide the support that I wanted to support, but also be conscious of the fact that I needed to support myself yeah. as well? And that's what I found quite difficult was actually supporting myself more than anything else. Which is one of the reasons why we started this podcast, isn't yeah. it? Is there's a reason why it's aimed at men. I used to hate my. I hated myself. I used mm. to look in the mirror. I couldn't stand what I was looking at. Hated it. I couldn't give a reason why. I just. I just hated it. So I, I did have actually go out and have uh, private counselling, private psychotherapy and stuff to help me with that side of things and the anxieties that that was bringing and my ability to be able to just be normal on, in everyday life. How long did that take to have an effect? Not many or, sessions. It was know. only about three or four sessions, but it was just about changing your thought processes. And so it, what I was looking at, why was I looking at it in the way that I was, yeah. I was looking at me in the mirror as a failure, okay. more so than looking at actually the positives and it was just about re rewiring and redirecting yeah. your thought processes. But I do strongly think that that was very much linked to our loss because yeah. it's fight or flight, isn't it? Of course. So I think a lot of people hide a lot of emotion, hide a lot of feelings, and and sometimes are not open and um, and forthcoming with with actually how they genuinely really feel. And it does come out eventually in one form or another, isn't it? If you bury these feelings and you suppress everything, whether Absolutely. it's just through a burst of anger or maybe even just getting ill. Yeah. You know, yeah, these, yeah. these things manifest and have a way of coming out. So again, it's the reason why it's good to talk. Thank you very much, Tom, for coming That's in. Fine. I'm going to bring in Nathan because you two know each other, don't you? Yeah, um, we do, yeah. How long, have you, how long have you known each other? Eight or so years, maybe? Yeah, Eight. Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. 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 How did you meet, first of all? Uh, through football. Through the foot. You played yeah. for the same team. Played for the same team. Who's the... Um, the oldest, Nave. <laughs> <laughs> Fastest. Forward, but not that much. <laughs> uh, we're, we're both slow. Yeah. I, was, I was just going to say, who's, who do you think's the better player out of the two? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I've, I've got experience, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> experience. Yeah, so through, through football, Dan. Um, you know, just going back before we talk about the football bit, so I thought it was important what you were talking about before about 
you know, how you had to laugh at the end of those, mm. you know, when it came to the fourth time. And then, Dan, you asked about the impact on changing personality. And, yeah. and there are two things there for me. And, and Ryan and Matt are always quick to remind me that, that I'm still very, very early on in the kind of journey of having lost Carter. For anyone who's listening for the first time tonight, you can hear the full episode, but how, how long ago was it? Oh, just over a year. Just so we had a, his, his birthday was, was in yeah. June. I, I, you know, there are times where I feel I'm doing really well, but, but I definitely have had an impact in terms of a change on my character. Mm. And I don't know, it'd be nice to hear from these guys whether, whether it's changed for them. Because I was saying earlier how like, the things that I used to be kind of quite emotionally tough about, I, I find myself you know, having a tear or, or struggling to fight back tears, which is, which is no good when you're involved in, like I am, pastoral work. It's really tough and it, yeah. and it becomes draining. So, you know, that was a massive change for me. And, and, I, and then when I was thinking about what Tom was saying there prior to you asking that question was, you know, when you got to the point somewhere you had to laugh about the situation, it yeah. strikes me that, that you also may be, and I don't know, you, you tell me, but whether you get to a point where the excitement of being pregnant is, is kind of lost. Oh, it, yeah, it wears off. It but, does wear off. So you don't get the joy or the potential joy and excitement, and, and we've felt that, but you still get the devastating impact, the other side of it, when you lose. So it's, mm. the whole thing becomes... Yeah, we didn't, to be fair, we, we didn't necessarily enjoy the, the, the complete journey of Steph carrying Mia because we were just constantly scared. You've said that, that too, haven't you? going to happen. It's a natural thing. Like I said, I, with, with Etta, we... I couldn't, I couldn't relax at all because, you, unfortunately, the first time round, you're naive to everything. Why, as we, we spoke about this hundreds of times, why would, why would you try and create a child when the chances are there's a chance of them not surviving? You, you, you don't even think like that, do you? Let's no, face it, you know. Not um, off, you know, um, but ultimately, as we, as we've all said, we're, we're all now part of this world that you didn't think you were going to be part of, but now you're in it. And, 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 and fortunately, you know, with things like the podcast, people that we meet through Lily May, we're all talking about it, and that's, that's, that's the most important thing. I'm with you now, to be honest. Like, there were, there were little things, I don't know, you'd watch a, an advert and it had nothing to do with babies. It'd just have some little music on it, and you'd be like, yeah, you'd be crying your bloody eyes out, because it, mm. and it could literally be something as simple as that music yeah. in the car. And you were saying about the pastoral work. I mean, obviously, we're, we're both teachers by trade. You, you're obviously still teaching. I actually found at the start the amount of anger I had towards kids, naughty kids, shall we say, and that's being polite, the amount of anger I had towards naughty kids because they, have an they had an opportunity, whereas Lily didn't, was was quite frightening and I had to say to my head of department a few times I had to leave classrooms because I was literally just going to go nuclear but then later on in my teaching career when I became the head of year and I was doing all the child protection stuff I actually found that I'd take things more to heart because I wanted to make sure that that child or them children that I was dealing with was safe so I'd go above and beyond where I probably should have gone i.e. making phone calls things like that mm. and nothing out of you know what most people wouldn't do but you know I took it upon myself that actually this child needs help here and it was it became personal to me to make sure that that child never had to experience what they were experiencing again so I had the polar opposite a few years on it's interesting because I, I when I um being a sports coach when we lost Cali I I'd been brought up on real kind of um old school discipline as far as 
towards kids were concerned, you know, you, you what, caning. You, no, 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 <laughs> no, not quite, not quite that. But like making sure that making sure that you know they know who's in charge and making sure that you know it's from a real kind of. Because I was when I when I first started coaching, I worked alongside a guy who'd been coaching for twenty years or so, and he was a real, you know, he was he was brilliant, but he was a real hard taskmaster. Yeah. And he made sure the kids knew he was in charge. Probably well, old school. Yeah. yeah when, right. when we lost Cali, though, like Kez. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Who's Kez? Have you not seen Kez? Kez the, film? the only Kez I know oh, is the pigeon from Bow Selector. Yeah. <laughs> There's a link there. <laughs> when, when we lost, when we lost Cali, not that I changed straight away, but I had a, I had a, went for a stage where I was like, right, well, as much as I, I need to show these children, yes, I'm in charge of the lesson, mm. whatever. I felt like Cali was there on my shoulder, almost saying to me. I haven't had a, I haven't had a chance in life, so you don't know what some of these kids are going through here. So yeah. just be a bit softer. And I, I genuinely believe that having Cali changed my mentality yeah. in in the way I taught and coached. And yeah, it's it's quite interesting actually because there's there's very similar parallels in particular with Ryan, Nath, and yourself, Matt. As in uh, Ryan and Nath teachers, and with, with the the football with you, Matt. So you all were responsible for a group of. Of people, obviously coaching kids, kids in, right? Yeah. So it's all quite similar there, and in terms of how you've processed it and gone about your with your job with, with you, Tom, because you said at the start, so you car trades, trader, yeah, I didn't say yeah. sales, no, it's no, not salesman, no. See, how long were you off work for? Did you take periods? Uh, obviously, I, I barely took any time off, right? Time. Just to get back to normality as quick as I could. I did have to go to the doctors for certain things, stress, etc., yeah. etc. Obviously. But I just wanted to get back to normality. Yeah. I didn't want to take time off work, football, whatever. I just wanted to get back to normality. How did it affect you at work? Was it was it was it helping? Uh, again, I was, just qui- I was just quiet. Just, right. Just whether we 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 didn't leave it long enough between each pregnancy, so because we didn't process it. Right. Um, some people may argue that sometimes you do think that we're here now. Yeah. The, the happiest we've been with, with with me. So as far as I'm concerned. The, the, the time between each pregnancy is, is by the by now. The, the, there's a particular reason why I'm asking, and it's something we've touched on before. I was uh, listening back to, uh, it was Adam Horan, I think, was either in series three or four, and he was working HS2 in the rail. And I think when he went back to work, he literally felt as if he was given three or four days, I think he quoted, before people were then saying, come on, yeah, back to I, it now. I did watch that one, yeah, I watched that. And... Uh, Something else that we've discussed, again, when we've been talking about recurrent miscarriage with Simon Philpott is, and again, Ryan brought this up, actually, it's almost as if it's been, there's a misconception, like it's been normalised, as in you're not suffering as much. Yeah. So therefore, you know, you shouldn't have any time off for it. And that's, that's a, is that something you felt a little bit? In- no, no, it's my choice to go back. Yeah, um, okay. Completely my choice. I mean, my boss would have given me yeah. as much time off as I, as I needed, but yeah. I, I, I couldn't sit at home staring at four walls thinking. Yeah. I'd rather just get back and take my mind off it. That's um, like what Ryan said, isn't it? You know, if you if you're on your own, sometimes we all need time on our own. But I think in those particular moments, yeah, then you, yeah, you didn't. And, and and going back to emotions changing as well. Mm. Sorry, skipping back a little bit. No, no, go is, go for um, it. After sort of the miscarriages, when I when I used to have a few drinks with the lads, I remember going to to London and we we went out and I probably didn't deal with the miscarriages as as, as well as I did. I didn't deal with them in sort of any way. I just got on with got on with life. So after a few drinks, the emotions come out. And the, this one particular night, our group of lads out, and uh, I ended up in a little bit of a ruck with my best mate. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was 
it's embarrassing to look on, look back on now. And I'm just, we just looked at each other. And we just, I just said, I was just glad it was you. Not, we didn't punch each other. We just mm. had a little bit of a, a scuffle. And I just thought, yeah. not, not that you don't want your mates to be a, your punch bag or whatever, but that's how poorly I dealt with it. Okay. I'd say, and I completely regret. So you both it. had a few drinks leading up to this. Yeah, yeah, and okay. it, it was. I think it was about three o'clock in the afternoon right. this happened and blokes must be looking at us and women thinking, look at these muppets here in the middle of the street. But you know what? You no, know, there's footage of that on the internet. We'll yeah. find <laughs> I'm with you on that because I went to a friend's birthday, which would have been, I think it might have been a 30th birthday. And I saw a lad at this party later on in the evening that wasn't actually invited to the party, but he decided that he was going to try and enter the party by himself. And... I'd got that much pent-up anger in me. I was just like, this kid's getting it. He's getting it. Yeah. Simply, there was no... I look back at it now and I think, what a prat sort Ooh. of thing. But that was my way. I, I had to get something out of me. Yeah. And then as soon as I'd hit him and he'd hit me, I think I'd sat on the floor and cried my eyes out for God knows how long with a few, few of my other mates around me. I suddenly realised, actually, that was just my way of getting, getting yeah. it out. It yeah. was at yeah. that point. And it's interesting what you say about going back to work that it was your way of doing it. And it's that is the stereotypical male way of doing things, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, let's it just is, yeah. let's just well, yeah, yeah. fucking stick it back to the yeah. back there and we'll just forget about it and put it in a box. But then actually mm. you're here. Yeah. So even exactly, though you've yeah. done that, you're still you've still progressed, sorry, onto the importance of being able to talk and and about A your own emotions, B your story and, and C how not necessarily move forward, but how you have moved forward with Mia yeah. and tell your story. Because there's not many people that can do it. No, there's not, no. And, and to be fair, once I did tell a couple of people uh, I was coming on it and one lad's had miscarriage in the past and he said, fair play to you because I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I said, but if anyone needs to ask me any questions, you ask me. Yeah. Is there anything you don't want to cover? I said, ask me any questions <laughs> you want. Any people, anyone can ask me any questions I want because if it's going to help them... It may help me by getting that off my chest. Exactly. If they're going to go as deep as they can, it's 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 going to help more than one one person. Um, and going on from that story, I've just said then, when me and Ave played football together, we uh, we had training, and again, it was the manager at the time had actually been through a loss of a child, so he sort of knew how I was uh, yeah dealing with things or coping or going through. And I've gone in a fifty-fifty with who's our goalkeeper at the time. And it was probably a little bit naughty. For your me. own goalkeeper? Yeah, it's at training, yeah. And it was, Look at again... You fighting your mates, tackling again, your goalkeeper. You know, and <laughs> we ended up swinging at each other. Right. And literally, within four or five seconds, he grabbed me and he hooked me. Yeah. He goes, don't worry about it. Yeah. And I just... Uh, well, that must have been quite a, a range of emotions in a few seconds then. Yeah. And I just thought, what am I doing? And I think that was the day where I thought, oh, I haven't dealt with this properly. Yeah, yeah. Um... And, then, and again, with emotions, I've been out a few times, not so much recently, but and I've been having a conversation with certain mates and it's not even been related to miscarriages or, or, or what have you. And I've they've looked at me and gone, do you just need a minute? And I've just, I've just gone, yeah. Yeah. And it's it, it could be about the weather, but something's, something's triggered in my brain and I've just suddenly got emotional about whatever, whether it's the alcohol that's brought out of me. But that... That's probably two well, years ago or so now. I mean, it's good that your friends can read you like mm. that. You've clearly got close relationships, yeah, which course, is yes. important. Yeah, yeah. It's what you need. And that brings me back actually to where I originally started talking about with, with you and Nathan on the same football team. So you've known each other about eight years. Yeah. 
And so you, um, with the, the miscarriages, did you guys talk to each other about it? Did you know what was going on when Tom was going through the miscarriages and, and obviously, you know, moving on from that. I think um, it was one of them for, for me and Forty that we were, you know, we were, we were teammates and we, we were friends in that, that sense. We, we didn't, you know, we'd socialise when the, when the club went out and yeah. stuff, but we weren't, you know, we weren't super close mates, you know, but I, I knew that there was something going on and, and obviously, you know, the other lads would, would talk about it and, mm. and obviously, you know, at that point, in my life you know children weren't on my agenda and, and I felt awful for him of course I did yeah. but I had no appreciation for what that might feel yeah. like or even like we've talked about before what, what, what on earth I would say and I'm sure that when uh, he returned to training yeah. I would have said yeah. uh, you know it's a long time ago now I'm sure I would have had put my arm around him and said I'm really sorry mate you know I don't know what to say and that was probably where I would have left it cause, yeah. but then I think did you, you I think you messaged me didn't you I did yeah and, and, yeah. and so then when 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 Tom messaged um, further down the line, obviously I'd been involved with you guys for well, I guess just under a year at that point. Um, you know, my first thought was, well, you know, if, if there's anything that that we might be able to do to to support Tom, if it's you know getting involved with stuff like that, football or or whatever like that, you know. And I, but I'd so much time had passed between then and now yeah. that you 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 know you you kind of just you're in your own little world at that point, aren't you? And so I had no real appreciation at all for the significance of what. Tom was going through, which is why I think stuff like this is so important to try and, yeah. you know, make it more apparent for people out there what, what are the right things to say and do and, and how you can best help other people, really. I, I think it's a case of what do you expect people to say? What do people say? Do people say anything? Yeah. That, 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 I think that's the, the... There's a sort of a line, or, or if you say nothing... Uh, have you, you been in that emotions? situation, like with something that some, um, you, you, you wish something somebody? Because we always we we mention this episode on every episode, and it's the first. Well, I think we actually probably need to redo it because it was during the lockdown days and mm. on dodgy microphones on Zoom. You yeah. can get you know you, you can um, you can hear what's going on, but the audio quality is maybe not as good. The, you know, talking about those things that you don't want to hear or maybe you wish people would say to you. And obviously I get that it's very different from person to person, what you want to hear and at what stage you're at um, in, your, in your, your grieving process. Yeah, I, I, I guess, the, I, I guess the, the, the most annoying thing, as bad as it sounds, what people kept saying is, are you okay? Mm. Because how, how yeah. you, you lads, if you got asked, were you, how, do you, how do you answer yeah. that question? Um, I know they're looking out for you, but how do you answer that question without... It's almost like a platitude, that one, isn't yeah. it? Like they yeah. want to say something, because I can get that. You want to say something, yeah. but you don't want to say the wrong thing, but you also don't want to say nothing. Yeah. So it's almost like a, there, it's it's out there. Do you know what, though? Sometimes I'll, there's, a, there's a few people that said things to us right in the early days, and I would much rather them have said nothing than actually what they said. Yeah. Because actually what they said wasn't helpful in the slightest. And it, I don't think anything was ever said in you know, nasty in any way, shape or form. It's mm. like you say, some people are just saying things to pay lip service because they don't know what, what to, to say. say. Mm. Yeah. And actually sometimes it's better to just not say anything. You know, even just something as simple as, you know, I'm. A, if you want to talk, I'm here. If you want a beer, I'm here. If you want to go for a coffee, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. You know, just something like that means means more than somebody saying, oh, I'm sorry. What are you sorry yeah. for? You ain't caused it yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah it's, yeah. Tr it's true though isn't it what are you sorry but for in a, in a weird way that response actually especially you know we're all, you know blokey you yeah. know we're guys that's probably obviously apart from tom because it'll whack you <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine though if somebody said to you are you okay and you went well actually and you end up giving them a yeah. half an hour answer yeah i think there's two things mm. isn't there? there's only the, the are you okay question is 
firstly, you've got to be in a space where you can talk about if yeah. you're not okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So that's a close question straight away. Are you okay? Yeah. You're going to, yeah, I'm all right. That's going to be what you're going to say. In it. I'm, yeah. I'm all yeah. right. If you really don't yeah, want to talk about it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to say no, are you? Because you, yeah. you're not going to be emotionally in a place where, look, if I, if I say no here, do I actually want to talk to this person about why I'm not okay? The, yeah. the answer is probably not at that point. Yeah, yeah. true. So it's, it's a really difficult one. But again, it's, do people, when they say that, it's because they don't know what to say, do they? And so it is, it's such a tough one. But it's, it's how do you, they don't know if they're okay? Yeah, you you at that particular moment you might be fine, but half an hour later, an hour later, you might be yeah exactly in a rut again. Yep. Yeah, because um, it does, it goes like that, doesn't down. it? It's up yeah. and down all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's like roll, uh, riding a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, and like you, well, you said a minute ago, didn't you? That you, you'll be caught out now and again, and people go, "Do you, do you need a minute a bit?" And that's someone yeah. who knows you, isn't it? Who doesn't, yeah. They know not to ask the "Are you okay?" question. Do you just need a minute, Tom? Yeah, you'd hope put, so because your friends, your best friends, should be able to read your signals, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Right, and I think what Tom was talking about earlier as well. I, I, I suppose in the first few occasions you have an MRUX or whatever, Tom, like that, that's just pure emotion. But there's also something quite safe about you doing that amongst your friendship group, isn't there? Course, that that, course, that, yeah. that you, you end up putting those emotions out there because you know you can because it's safe and they'll understand and, and, that's and what it'll I'm glad get on. Is they understood. Yeah. They, they if they didn't know what had happened or what you were going through, then God knows what could have happened. I, I, I did that on a night out, and it'll, it'll sound out. It's my, my best man um, at the wedding coming up. He uh, something daft, right? On a night out, you've we've all done this before, right? Somebody had got a glass of water, and I'd, I'd had a bit of stick for getting a glass of water during this this, this stag do. And I'd dip my fingers in this water and just just flipped him like that in his face. We've <laughs> all done that mess around. Right just put my fingers in this pint, flicked it like this in his face. And my best, that's, my best. That's horrible people with glasses, by the way. But but then his his reaction again because you know we've had a drink. He picked the pint pot up and he just dumped he dumped like half this drink on me, right? And I was just soaking. I just went, that's too much, man. <laughs> it just and escalates I, quick. Yeah, and, and then I, so then I was angry with him. So I had a I had a that's too that's too so, that's sorry, too far. It went from a flick to a full pint. Yeah, yeah. Which was I felt was Amazing. an escalation, right? But then <laughs> yeah. But then the way I went from there was to get cross. Did you do get a barrel? No, well, no, I didn't cut a hose out. Fortunately, it didn't get any further than that. Just got me super soaker back in. It didn't go any further than it was a flick, then half a, half a pint, right? right? But then I walked off and I took, because I knew I was like emotionally rocky. Yeah. And I could feel I was getting angry. I took myself off, like, away. And then he came over and went, ended up having a big art to art and I cried because I was still, it wasn't about that. I was yeah, just getting emotional about. Yeah the thing that you know i'm carrying around with me which is which is having lost well, carter and it ended up in actually i needed to talk to somebody exactly and then i did for half yeah. an hour and it was a safe way of doing it i mean it was his fault not mine you know but that's <laughs> what it was it's that trigger isn't it that that was the trigger that you needed to, to open the dialogue and, then we, had to have the conversation. and then we had a chat and i felt better afterwards and then uh felt better just a bit wetter yeah yeah <laughs> And I just um, wanted to ask Tom something else, if if that was all right, Tom. That because we Flick and I are definitely in a place now, mate, where we genuinely don't know whether we will try to have another child or not. Um, and we said we would would get the wedding out of the way and we'd we'd get back to the drawing board and have a think. But we 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 really are up in the air and we we haven't made any firm decisions. And I'm not sure whether we we will make a decision in the in the short term or anytime soon. And you know, part of that is it goes back to you asking about a change in personality too, from my point of view. And I wondered whether this is a conversation you guys have had, having had multiple miscarriages, and then to get me here to, to then, you know, whether you had those conversations moving forward, because I, I, I'm fearful of going through that kind of thing again <laughs> okay. and being in so much pain again. Um, 
And also, I'm noticing myself, and I'm terrible for this, and I don't know if this happens to any of you guys, but you know, if anything happens with Leo where he's, he's ill or under the weather or my head goes to the worst place immediately, yeah. and I'm sure parents are worried about their children. Anyway, of course they are. Yeah. Um, but but it's though, even, yeah. I find like, it's, but I wasn't like that before, but I'm awful for it now. So, so there's that as well, that then it comes in my head that, well, do you know what? If I'm like that over the child, that am I in a position to be able to... To do that twice, so, yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't know how whether that's something that you guys have talked about. Uh, been to, to, to be fair, in, we, we have passing conversations about it. We've been asked by other people, which is a conversation you have around our ages. Uh, we just palm that conversation off. Just because of COVID, we've, we, I, I feel like we've not enjoyed Mia enough. We haven't had a, well, we had a holiday with her now, yeah. um, but we didn't necessarily enjoy her before that, as in holidays and family time. If Steph fell pregnant... Would it be the end of the world? Absolutely not. Yeah. Would I be happy? Of course I would. Would yeah. we have an abortion? Absolutely not. We, we, it's not something I believe in. So we'd just have to take yeah. that. That would that, be our next journey if, it, if, if she fell pregnant. But if you said to me right now, would you and Steph like another child tomorrow? I'd probably say no, just because we, I don't want to go through this again right now. Again, probably the main reason is because of of Mia, I'm just in, we're just enjoying Mia too much yeah. to, to to sort of not that she's going to be put on the back burner or we're going to love her less or, or or what have you, but we've just got so much we want to do. We've been to Disneyland and we've been to, been to Cyprus now, but that's just the start of it as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And I guess that's completely natural. We've spoke a lot about guilt on the episodes before, and I was going to ask you. I know um, Rose got a comment he wants to read out, but before we do that, is that is that something you with the Lily May Foundation? that you speak about or you maybe get asked about a lot, just trying to make that decision, you go again, and at what point you are in your recovery and, and what sort of advice that you would say to people maybe listening right now? Nine times out of ten, that's one of the first questions I'm asked. Right. Have you had other children? He's, he's usually one of the first first questions that both myself, Amy, Chantalura, Barry Lost Support workers, that's, that is predominantly yeah. the one question that okay. everybody asks. In terms of guilt, guilt is, guilt is very difficult to deal with we all know what guilt is guilt is a, a reaction to something where i don't know maybe we've done something wrong and we've hurt somebody so we feel guilty the thing with guilt and baby loss is you just have to let it ride yeah. there's no i can't turn i can't take somebody's feeling of guilt away even though they've done nothing wrong it's to, understanding to, it? to have that feeling of guilt so somebody says to me that they feel guilty because they weren't able to do X, Y, or Z. My response to them is, well, I hear everything you're saying. Let's just go with it. Because I, no matter how many times I turn around and say, you don't need to feel guilty about that. You don't. In their mind, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. And actually over time and the talking about it, then that guilt is, is effectively relieved and, and the guilt, is removed. The reason why I brought up guilt was you mentioned about Mia being four, and it's almost like um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just sensed there was a little bit of guilt towards you. Feel as if you haven't, like you said, you've had the two holidays, but you yeah. feel as if maybe you should have given her more. We were limited because of COVID. Yeah, she, of course, she, she couldn't go out. But is that your just guilty feelings maybe distorting? Yeah, the job yeah, that you're doing? I think yeah. it is masking yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, and uh, and believe it or not, when we, we obviously attempted the, the show a couple of weeks ago, the two things happened. Before we come, I, I listened to Steph and Mia in the, in the kitchen and it just happened to fall on a day I was coming on here and Mia goes, Mummy, I want a brother or a sister. And I was oh. thinking, did I just hear that right? Yeah. Where's that come from? And I was thinking, right, okay, 
as, as, as somebody said something at school. And he went, or, you answer that, mum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I went out then. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I, I, I've, uh, the other one was, is um, I've got a tattoo on my chest of, of, of a baby asleep on wings. And um, I've had it for four years okay, or so. Obviously, Mia's been with us four years. She knows I've got that tattoo. Mm-hmm. And literally before I come here, she went, Daddy, what's the baby doing on your chest? Oh, I went, wow. sleeping. It's and weird, that, isn't and it? she goes, why isn't the baby waking up? And I thought, why are you asking me this question now? An hour before Smart. I'm about to come on this, 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 this. Obviously, she didn't know I was coming on this podcast, Mia. But it's intuition, isn't it? This, yeah. This and I was just kid. like, and I was thinking, maybe she's got to the to the point now where she's a bit less naive to life than maybe. Possibly. Um, and she wants a sister or a brother. She does. Yeah. And she's trying to understand why I've got this tattoo or, or and I just thought, those two questions on on that specific day was just... And it's so innocent and beautiful at the same time because when you talk to someone that age and you can just put things in in a way that you wouldn't have been able to do it to another adult, perhaps, and yeah. which in, in turn can... Um, nothing like being able to talk to your child, your other child, about, you know, what what is what. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, another thing is um, every... every Obviously, there's the, there's the miscarriage month, the miscarriage week every, every year, and me and Steph post the same picture, and it's... Me one side, Steph the other side, Mia in the middle, yeah. and we have silhouettes either side of sort of, sort of children that should be there. Yeah. Mm. And the amount of messages we, we we sort of get saying that's put into perspective yeah. what you've been through. Mm. And I, sometimes a picture can speak a thousand words, yeah. a million words, and you. But we can sit, speak how many words here. Mm. But that picture, I think, just just sums what we've been through up down to a T. Brilliantly put. Thank you very much, Tom. Ryan, I think you've got a question or a comment from someone you want to... Yeah, so there was a, a couple of comments, actually. Brilliant. I've, Thank you very much. Uh, so, Stephanie Pask. Oh, yes. Yeah. Proud of you, Tom. My partner. Not the wife. Partner. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Um, and then we also uh, had a, a comment from somebody called Matthew Cromwell. Uh, can't imagine what any of you have gone through, but I'm sure your discussions about it will help many people. Lots of love and respect to you all. Thank you very much for messaging in. And like we say, if you're not watching or listening to the live version right now and you do want to ask anyone a question, even if it's Tom, we'll be able to get it to him and I'm sure we'll be able to get back on at a future date. You can message us through our social media, Still Parents Podcast. Oh, we've just got the... Is that... I just think that's a really poignant picture. Uh, and I, I'm going to flick onto the, the screen for it for the, the viewers. Is that... We, we did this a few years back for a Siblings Grief 2 campaign, and I think that's what Tom was on about that's there. Exactly We've obviously liked the silhouette. Yeah. 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 And it is, it's a powerful, powerful image. For anyone who's not watching the live stream, there should be a picture in the description of this now, so you'll be able yeah, to see that. Yeah, we can put that in, yeah. So I think um, we can finish on that picture this evening rather than our ugly cartoon faces. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Ford. Thank you very much for coming on. No problem. Wish you all the best. And we'll see you at our, our next football game, yeah, which is yet to be arranged. And we're having a return match against Angels United FC that we... Uh, away we, day. Yeah. <laughs> away day. Off to, <laughs> on to Manchester. Road trip. <laughs> hey, we've got a couple of road trips coming up soon, haven't we? One up north to Manchester, one down south to see Lorraine. Absolutely. Can't wait to go and see Lorraine. Lorraine Kelly. On the eight, it's the 18th of August, isn't it? Which 18th is Thursday of August. morning. It is. Yes, we'll be going down the night before, won't we, Daniel and Matthew? Yes. <laughs> but please right you two I'm not no what? listen what? I'm what? I'm cool I'm just thinking like I know what Nathan's oh, thinking we're, we're in London we're going to have a couple of big, we can't turn up uh, like, like Tom does halfway through after a few <laughs> drinks and start fighting the production crew <laughs> Wetherspoon's breakfast at five o'clock in the morning isn't it? that's too early mate <laughs> too early so yeah once again Tom absolute pleasure thank you very much for coming on 
Nathan Ellis, thank you for joining us once again. Pleasure. And we'll see you in the Premier League with your newly promoted Nottingham Forest. You did. Taking on Ryan's Aston Villa and Mike Leicester City. We're done. Thank you very much to each and every one of you who's listened or watched live or whatever date it is. We will be back next Sunday, actually, with our special guest, Benji Beasts. Um, not as a real surname. <laughs> All right, Benji. Benji is a personal trainer and a former martial arts British champion, I believe, when he was younger. And actually played uh, Ryan met him for the first time a couple of weeks ago when he... when he <laughs> It just reminded me, actually, before I was about to say goodbye. You do realise, Benji, who's coming on next week, was that we <laughs> and your brother... I know, they got on really well, didn't they? They're so well. I don't know if Benji realised that that was my brother. I told him at the end. Oh, did he not realise? I said, I, I heard you offering somebody out. And he went, yeah, it's him. And I went, he's on our team. He's Ryan's brother. <laughs> hey, Tommy, you should have been there. You'd have loved it. <laughs> I've been running the other way, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, Ben um, is, is an absolute top lad. I've known him for a few years and he's absolutely cracking and I'm looking forward to getting him on with us next week. So until then, stay safe, everybody. Thank you very much. This has been the Still Parents podcast and we will be back very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye-bye.